Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about season three, episode 18, Ragna fucking Rock. This was horrible. It was terrible. Um, we're going to. Be- we're not happy monkeys. No, we're not. And we're doing things a little differently here. Um, we're not going to do a recap. We figure you guys have been through enough. Yep. We don't want to rehash all that bullshit. So, uh,. We're, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're mostly going to do our reactions and y'all's reactions because we've gotten a fair amount of feedback. We asked for a feedback on, on Twitter and whatnot, and we got quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So we're going to discuss all of that. I don't know where to start. We have pre-back. We do have some, some items from uh, last week's episode that I didn't want to forget about. Um Kim tweeted at us. We were talking about why did Betsy fall asleep? How in the hell did she fall asleep? Abby spent 10 months. Yeah, and she couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep, couldn't eat nothing. Um, so Kim tweeted at us. She said, Busty, Busty. Yeah, I know. I like that. Went to sleep because she is boring enough to put herself into a centuries-long com- coma. <laughs> I think that's accurate. Very accurate. Uh, file that away so I don't reread it. And then we had an email from Joe from last week. Who got a lot right. This was pretty frighteningly accurate. So, um, ladies, so Abby was in the catacombs for a month our time, which would be 10 months her time. Right. Betsy was in the sanctuary of the catacombs for 240 years of our time, which would be approximately four months her time. Ah. Different area, different time flow. Uh, yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I could see that. Okay, uh, Ichabod has been separated from Betsy for eight years or so, seventeen seventy six to seventeen eighty one, five years plus the three years after his reawakening. He had the chance to heal from the wounds of a broken heart. Betsy last saw Ichabod four months ago, and they were in the throes of an intimate romance, according to Joe Webb's Ichabod Crane timeline. Mm. And she professed her love for him in a farewell letter. I can think of no situation where she did not think about him every day. Now he is there as her rescuer. My heart absolutely bleeds for Betsy and the tragedy in her future. Yeah, and I never really thought about it that way, I but that is really he horrible. Kind of put it in that perspective, and I'm like, now I'm sad for Betsy. I know. I mean, she's um, still a terrible character, but yeah. On the bright side, there is probably a room in the catacombs where time runs backwards. She can pop in there and then pop out as General Washington is walking by and they can go home together, eliminating the need for General Washington to find a woman off the street to replace her, as we discussed. Mm -hmm. Uh, She then writes a letter to Ichabod to make sure her future is not with him, her sacrifice to make sure their future is not distorted. My heart feels a little better now. That was kind of creepily accurate, too. A little bit. Uh, I am sure the note was left on the highest-ranking officer because that is where rescuers would look first. I'm telling you, Joe's logic is so much better than ours. I know, well, yeah, yeah, because he actually used some. And we were just like, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ichabod introduced Miss Abigail Mills as a social introduction. Lieutenant Abby Mills would be if she was part of a formal rescue par- party in her slot in the chain of command. I wonder if the Eye of Providence wouldn't allow Abby to sleep in the catacombs. There is that. Well, the Eye wasn't. Oh, yeah, the Eye was in yeah, there. It was. Oh, she I didn't think about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Hamilton reference. Uh, speaking of the Eye, could that power resurrect Joe? We all thought Frank was dead. 
That's true. That's that's a true statement. And the question of the day, would Daniel have volunteered to be on the team if he knew Abby and Ichabod were on a first name basis with the Horsemen of Death? Probably not. See, and that's all unresolved. Uh, there was so much left unresolved. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, the Horseman is still the best introduction to the Witnesses world. That's That's true. Uh, it would look good in his resume if he could put in, I saved the world. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't share the credit. He was heard to say there's not enough room on this map for the both of us. What a putz. I love how salty Joe got about the map. I, that's my favorite thing. Uh, uh, Ichabod got to stab a dying monster laying on the ground once again. At least he didn't use a spoon. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you're, you're so dear. Um, he says, off-topic, Batman versus Superman was great. It was just mistitled. This was the death of Superman storyline with Batman added. But realize I also liked that box office smash hits, John Carter, Cowboys and Aliens, and The Lone Ranger. Oh, Joe. We're not Superman people. Cowboys and Aliens? I never saw that. It's Harrison I, Ford. I know, and I never I saw that. See, you have to see it now. Well, yeah. Harrison Ford. It's, if you take it with a grain of salt, it's not that bad. Of well, it's Daniel Craig, too. And well, see, there you go. Daniel look, Craig is nice to look at, as I, well as Harrison Ford. And I actually kind of liked Lone Ranger. John Carter, I can't picture. Oh, John Carter was a big old flop. Was it? I, I think remember. John Carter was Jupiter Ascending, except it took <gasps> itself more seriously. Jupiter Ascending, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I can't even. That was so great. But I will say female protag. True. True. So still wasn't well written. Yeah. But we did get to see um Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum running around with a shirt off. For like twenty minutes solid. Great. And scene bean. With scene bean. Yeah. His boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Great. We even found a ship there. Yes, we did. It was great. So okay, so that's, that's all the the pre pre feedback we've got. Um so I'm gonna I'm i I'm still gonna do writer director. Um, so you know who to blame. Yeah, which, which, for the record, I do not blame the director who was Russell Lee Fine. He directed Paradise Lost, Whispers in the Dark, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Novus Ordo Seclorum, and Incommunicado. I do not blame him. He shot the script he was given. Um, and the script, Shenanigans, which is bullshit, um, can be blamed by one uh, on one Raven Metzner, who wrote such winners as the weeping lady paradise lost awakening whispers in the dark incident at stone manor and this bullshit episode so we all know who to blame yeah and i I, i'm sorry there's there's a fair amount like this would not have gotten made without clifton campbell okaying it oh hell no so let's throw a showrunner in there just just to make sure we're clear on where this bullshit lies the thing is is this is where the bullshit was going all season long yeah we just didn't know it yeah we were really hoping that they would Give us the one thing the fans have been asking for for three fucking seasons. Because it came out, and and I know why they embargoed it, because we would have all known you're going to kill Abby off or whatever. Nicole wanted to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Nicole wanted to leave the show after season two. Let, um, uh, okay. Nicole tweeted shortly after the episode aired, and it, all the brouhaha was starting to get yeah. out there. So I'm going to read her two tweets so that we have what she Context. had to say about it. Yeah. Um, she says, I'm rooting for my co-stars and crew. They have been my inspiration, my teachers, family, my friends over the last few seasons. I want to thank the fantastic producers, writers, and directors who have worked tirelessly with about like seven Ys. 
to bring the show to life, I want to thank Fox for their faith and support. But most of all, Sleepyheads, for all your love, what an honor. I will never be the same. Stay tuned. Um, she also says, Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow has been an incredible experience in every way. Loved playing Abby. It's been such a gift to have taken this wild ride. Gifted a great character, a fantastic journey, and the perfect resolution. Mm, bless her heart. Alas, Abby Mills has done all she was meant to do. I'm excited about the sh- what the show has in store for us next. So that's what she had to say about it. And she's being very PC about she's being it. Being very PC, being very gracious. Yeah. So I don't like knowing that Nicole wanted to leave. I'm not, I mean, I'm not happy that Abby's off the show, but knowing that I could have taken it if it would have been done better. They didn't. It was a slap after slap after slap in the face to the fandom, Mm -hmm. to Nicole, to Abby's character. And when I hear bullshit, like Clifton Campbell said, um, at the end of the season, fans are going to get what they want. We don't fucking want this. This is not what we wanted. We did not get what we wanted. No. We I thought at least, at the very least, we were going to get Ick Abby. No, we got one-sided. Yeah. We got one-sided Ick Abby, and that's not enough. We didn't even get Ick about admitting it. We just no. got people telling him. And this this awestruck look on his, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So, it was bullshit. It was bullshit. And one thing that, because... Um, I don't take to Twitter very often. Um, no, it's usually me on Twitter. Yeah, and so I was I was Twittering it up on Friday night, and I was on Tumblr. I was on the tags. Um, I usually don't go to the tags right after an episode unless I'm really happy or really, really pissed, pissed off. off. Yeah. And um, you are my hedgehog of, of anger. So. Yes, yes. And so um, I was I was just really interested to see if it was just us, if it was just our little bubble of people that we follow. Um, it was not just us. No. And everybody, a lot of things, one of the things that everybody was really pissed off about was the whole Reynolds thing. Abby not, never got to find out that he, she was being spied on by him. That was irritating. The fact that we never got any kind of resolution to the Daniel Reynolds storyline was irritating. Um, because that just, the fuck. Yeah. Where was that? Where, why did we even introduce that part of her story? I think it was a waste to introduce your dad. Yeah. I, I I honestly think they're like wink season four and well, I'm just like, You're dead to me. And we're gonna once once I start getting into the feedback, which we're gonna have to because there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, why even yeah, why even bother in the way that they they, they ended the hidden one storyline so abruptly and Pandora? <gasps> Whoa. Can okay. Why did we even bother having the hidden one on the damn show? Why couldn't we just have Pandora? I have a question. Okay. How did they get Headless's skull? Because the, the kind- from the Crystal Skull Indiana Jones. No, because the kindred That's how they got the it. kindred blew up and we saw it fa- like we saw the fall whole- into the river. So like yeah, it was around. But how did they conveniently get it? And then it became this like crystal lightning skull. Like what the fuck is that? Indiana Jones. Oh, I'm God, telling you, it was awful. It was terrible. I was like, and the whole thing, the whole crux of him being after his skull. Was that he that was going to keep it safe? They just give it to him, and he doesn't put it on. He uses it as a weapon. His, I think he was using it to look. That was the impression I got that he was using the skull to look. But like, apparently, he was blind before. Because in previous adaptations, like most notably the Tim Burton movie, if you had the skull, you controlled the horseman. Right. 
they had the skull this whole time and they never thought to like control the horseman but now that they did but then they give him the skull back and to me that's relinquishing control and it still did what they wanted it to do it's almost like they wrote this finale on crack on crack without any idea how they were going to get here mm-hmm like it was, this was what was written all along, and then what happened from episode one to here was just like it got. It was it was literally like because I remember, remember last episode I was talking about oh this this feels like a build up to a finale, but the last episode and this episode is so disconnected. Oh, it was it was such a mess and sudden. Well, and we were we were like twenty minutes in going. There's it's, too much time left. We're, there were only twenty minutes in. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, and the hidden one is dead. Yeah. We got 40 more minutes. Yeah. Uh, so Orlando Jones, almost called him Orlando Bloom. Oh, that's cute, isn't it? Uh, he had something to say about this. Yes, he did. Um, he said the white male lead should totally sacrifice his life, protect the dark-skinned black girl, said no development executive ever. Yep. That was his official word on the matter. Um, and I, lo- <laughs> I loved it because I didn't see that until I was on Tumblr. And uh, somebody reblogged his, um, it was a picture of his tweet. Because that was from a tweet, right? Yes, that was a tweet. That's what I thought. It was a picture of his tweet and somebody reblogged it and they were like, oh my God, like that, that's not what it was about. It was not race related. Like, don't talk about what you don't know. And of course, he reblogged it. He's on Tumblr. He's on, he's, and that, I want to get into that a little bit later. Um, But he, uh, he got on there and he reblogged it and he was like, yeah, Orlando, Orlando Jones is the worst. He doesn't know anything about what, what might really have happened from his, the Orlando Jones Tumblr account. Cause I was looking Friday night. Mm -hmm. I looked at his blog and I was like, he gonna say something. And he did. But, um, because they did it to him. Yep. And when he started calling him out on it vocally, cause that was the thing about Nicole. This was her first big thing mm-hmm. like she had been in a couple other movies she was well reviewed but i mean she hadn't like broken yet so she's stayed really mum on this aside from a few cryptic tweets and stuff that now aren't so cryptic um but orlando gives no fucks he was very vocal about the diversity here's i, I found the post okay I, I reblogged it to my my captain ichabod crane yes 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 blog, which will probably now become Null and void. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to delete it, but but you'll just leave it out there and it won't be it, I, active it anymore. Won't be used anymore. Um, yeah. yeah, he said the the white male lead should totally sacrifice his life to protect the dark skinned black girl. Said no development executive ever. Somebody replied to him on Twitter and said, "Don't get fired." He responded <laughs> too with, late. He responded with too late. <laughs> and then somebody, this is on Tumblr. Somebody said, "Sorry, Lando Jones is a terrible person. Don't start bringing race into this." She wanted to leave the show. And Orlando Jones comes back with, I agree. Orlando Jones is a ter- terrible person. Not like he knows what really happened. Fuck him. <laughs> I love that man so much. Love him so much. And, so the, and, and that's the thing I want to emphasize. Nicole wanted to leave because from what I understand, it had gotten pretty bad for her. Um, she had to ask the show to follow her Twitter. Yeah. She had, and that was recently. Yes, she was not part of the season two DVD commentary, which no. is obscene that's to where, me. That's where I believe it really started. So that I know of. So it was not good for her. So I completely respect her choice to leave. But they it's, didn't have to do what they did to her. Exactly. It's the way in which they got rid of Abby Mills, and they completely devalued three seasons worth of character development mm-hmm. to be like, oh, well, you were just here to make Ichabod, you know, rise up. 
Rise up. Yeah. Living on your knees here. Okay, Hamilton. I did that on purpose. I know. I was I like, know I was like. You were looking at uh, me for me to start singing it. I know. But I, that's what I think really uh, slapped us in the face. Because I think, I think as a fandom, we all would have, we all would have been marginally okay with it being Nicole's choice. I mean, it's, it's, it, after all, it is her choice. It's, but it's the way they did it. Yes. It, it was, was a big fuck you yeah. to Abby fans and to Abby herself. Mm-hmm. They completely devalued her character. All right, so um, let me get into more. Now, th- these are a bunch of screenshots that I took off of Twitter. So Twitter was pissed. Twitter was pissed because I was trying to get some reactions other than ours. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, since we have recently been educated, yes, I wanted to make Which, sure that we thank thank you three again, thank you three ladies for for letting us know about all this because honestly, I. You know, because Tony had brought this up several times. And like we said before, we, we, we avoided it on purpose because we're two white ladies. And I didn't feel like we had the um, the cred to talk about it, honestly. But um, so we avoided it. And, and I honestly was giving the show the benefit of the doubt. Like Which we shouldn't have been. Like, God, they wouldn't do that. That's horrible. This is 2016. Why would you do that? I'm glad we were educated because we were that's educated. exactly yeah. what this was. Yeah. So instead... Of just spouting off our own opinions, I really wanted yes to get some, to get some real some real reactions. Yeah, so, uh, we heard from uh, Miss Charlotte, who we have not heard from in quite some time. She yes. was our very first feedback. She was, um, and she says the show was good for almost one season, then it went to shit. Thanks for the laugh, laughs, ladies. Yeah, um, and the only reason I really. I liked where season two finally went was because we got the Tempest Fugit episode because I thought that was a great episode of television. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, all that Katrina bullshit. Like, really, it was season one. So this is uh, at... Hmm. Go come shook yourself. Okay. That's her Twitter hey, handle. Hey, Twitter handles. Her whatever. Twitter handle. This is a... This is going to be over like several different tweets because she's got them numbered one, two, three, okay. four, up to like eight. Oh, wow. Uh, she says, I mean, it's and it's not even that she died, although that was pure fuckery of the highest degree. It's that you actually you had her actually say that she was there to help him fulfill his destiny. Yeah. As if she didn't have a destiny of her own without her, uh, without him or that wasn't about him that shit yeah. wouldn't even fly with a white female character much less a black one no we'd be screaming about that if it was any woman uh y'all got like a trope hat trick black best friend magical negro and women in refrigerators uh y'all should get some kind of fucked up award for that really bravely and honestly corbin scene was touching but considering what happened having that one of three people she sees in death is fucked up uh, Abby dies and she doesn't even see her mama or Grace. She sees, wait for it, three white men. Yep. And I didn't even think about that until somebody brought it up. She ain't even get to see her sister. Incredible. But hey, it was worth it, right? We're just some bitter bitches. Y'all ain't want as fans in the first place and now we're gone. That's that's actually a really good point. Um, it, and, and this is what pisses me off about um, Marvel because um, Marvel's been known to do this, and not—it's not even Marvel; it's Disney. They're like, "Oh, I don't—I don't want you as a fan. Like, that's fine, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to make any merch for you because you're a girl. I've got girls over here with the princesses. With the princesses. So this felt very much like I don't necessarily although, want black female fans. Although Star Wars, which is owned by Disney, 
now has a second movie coming out with a female protagonist. Star Wars Rogue One has a female protagonist. Yes, but that is not Disney. Disney also wanted Kylo Ren to be the um, the protag for all the merchandise. That's true. That's why none of the merchandise has Ray on it. So, but yeah, that's that's what this felt like. It very much felt like, um, you know, we know what our fan base is, but we don't want you people. We want you know the white males or whatever. So it it just the whole thing was just one big fuck you to the fandom, and I, that really just I think that's that's what really pissed everybody off so much. It's not like like she said it's not some or they said I'm not sure if that's a she. Um, it's not so much that Abby died. It's it was the way in which it was done. Uh, yours in gratitude, who now follows both you and I. In negritude. In negritude. Am I saying it wrong? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I can't pronounce That's my okay. own name, much less somebody else's. That's okay. They had some good tweets, man. They did. Uh, she said, they said, wanted, can't assume. Yep. Wanted to let you and Janya know, and you did spell it correctly, by the way. Yeah, that was uh, good. I love your coverage of Sleepy Hollow. Too bad Fox fucked it up. Just a wonderful show. Thank you. Which I thought that was very sweet. Yeah. Uh, little underscore 163 says, I'm not upset with the actors. I'm upset with the show. May have mistreated an actress uh, to the point they were ready to leave. And I look back and Orlando was asked to leave. Yeah. But it was smoke screened as if he was the one that left. Yep. Uh, Kim says, post the new show you're covering and I'm there. You ladies are awesome. Oh, thank you, Kim. Because I was... Kim linked us some good articles. She did, and I was telling Kim that we were done after this last podcast. Because yeah. even if there is a season four, we will not be podcasting it. No. I don't want to feed that. No. So um, so that's that. And these, this tweet right here is the one that broke my heart. Oh, yeah. Um, this is from Darla. Yeah. Uh, she said, it sucks because I'm afraid to ever get emotionally attached to a character that looks like me. She'll never get a happy ending ever. She'll never experience a full life. Always be written as a prop for white for a white person. More often than not, a white male. That'll be her role. I know that big things will be coming your way, uh, Nikki Bahari, and I'll be happy to follow along in your journey. Uh, not gonna lie, finale really broke me. Yeah, the tweet and Darla broke Darla me. was one of the ladies that emailed us to educate us. So and we mean that with all the utmost respect. We do. Uh, like I really learned a lot from those emails. So. And I, and I hate I hate to know that there are women who feel that way. I that just it does it breaks my heart. Sorry, I'm organizing. You're fine. So I don't try to go back over. Something. I honestly like I looked. I did not see one positive reaction. Oh, I haven't seen a single one. And I was um, I, I was doing more than like I said. I was in the tags on Tumblr. I was in the tags in Twitter. Pretty like we had to stop on Friday night because we were like, okay, we need happies. Yeah, we both had to just walk away. Um, you you sent me a Tom just. I did because you needed it badly. I did. You sent me a kitty. I did send you it a ki- huggy kitty. But yeah, so I, I didn't see one positive reaction, and I think that's pretty. No, that's pretty indicative. Um, this is an email from Joy. It says, uh, "Hey, babies, big hugs to both to you both and the Aww. sleepy fandom." I'm scrolling through podcasts for your other shows that I might try to watch because I'm not ready to let you two go yet. Oh, But I am done with Sleepy Hollow. As are we. As are we. Uh, to be honest, I haven't watched since episode 16. Just look at a few scenes here and there on YT. I didn't know what that was. What is YT? I don't know. YouTube. Oh. YouTube. Okay. <laughs> we got it together. Yay. 
Uh, I had a feeling Nicole was tired. She was treated horribly by Fox and the original showrunners. By the time they course corrected, she was done. Yeah. I know how she feels working a job where you're not appreciated and you're just ready to go. So all I got is Captain Swan. That's the only reason I watch Once Upon a Time, Orphan Black, and my Marvel movies. Oh, and HGTV and the Food Network. Food Network, man. That's it. I can't watch Food Network. It makes me hungry. <laughs> um, but I'm going to give Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. another try because you're my girls and I love listening to you. Did that Sky person die? She got on my nerves so bad I had to stop watching. Uh, technically, no. But, but she's, she's Daisy she's now. She's Daisy now. She's a completely different character. She really is. She's grown a lot. She's. If anybody's had character development on that show... It's her. It's Sky slash Daisy. So, um, so we would love it, it if gets, you. We it would love better. it if you. Yeah, we would love it if you came to Agents of Shield. That'd be awesome. Uh, she says you rock, and you'll definitely be hearing from me again. Civil War, baby. Hell yeah. Yeah, and because uh, you can't have too much of these, she gives us big hugs. And I know that was really sweet. So that was sweet. Thank you, Joy. Um, this is from D and. D, your email did get through all the way the first time, so, but we appreciate. She sent a second email following up because she th- thought that the end of her email got cut off. Oh, yeah, yeah. First sent it, but it did yeah. all come through. It did all come through, yeah. So, uh, we got bullet points with this one. She I says, like <laughs> She says, first up, thank you for offering Sleepyheads a place to vent about the season finale. It's our pleasure. Yeah. We are happy to do this, sort of. Not yeah. happy that it has to be what it is, but. We're happy to be a place for people to vent. Yes. Uh, I discovered your podcast at the beginning of season three and have been listening every week. Still catching up on episodes from last year. And I really appreciate all the work, research, and humor you guys have put into each episode. If Sleepy Hollowed is not renewed, I would really be surprised if it is. I will continue to listen to your other podcasts, especially Agent Carter. Again, even if it is renewed, we will not be podcasting. Yeah. Sleepy Hollow. It's... It's not worth our time and effort. We it's not. We would not disrespect you guys. Yeah, doing that. Um, she says I was extremely disappointed in last night's episode. I can't believe that the showrunner and writers thought that this plot development wouldn't completely alienate the fan base that was left. Killing off Abby Mills, the female lead, made absolutely no sense. The premise of the show from season one was that there would be two witnesses, not just one. This is what made the show so interesting that Abby and Ichabod were meant to be a team. I'm having a hard time believing that Abby's only purpose in the last three seasons was to guide Ichabod to become the only witness. Yeah. The other things that bothered me about the episode are as follows. I love bullet points. (laughs) Uh, This should have been a two-hour finale. I can't disagree with that. Had we actually had two hours, I think the demise of the hidden one might have been written better. I don't know what these assholes would have done with two hours, though, honestly. That's true. Hmm. While I appreciate that they brought in Clancy Brown as Corbin, it just highlighted how important he was to the overall story arc and how the writers missed an opportunity to explore Joe's relationship with his father. Spending so much time with Betsy Ross in this episode, especially knowing that it was Abby's last, just really pissed me off. This has been an unnecessary character from the beginning. Uh, I'm sorry about having Pandora come into what appeared to be a predominantly black church also really annoyed me. Yeah, that that yeah, what was, was that about? I don't know, but that was shitty what taste. Was that, about? that was really poor taste. Uh, regarding Pandora, the writers took what could have been an interesting female villain and made her into a cowering victim with the introduction of her abusive husband. Yep. Even killing him off wasn't as satisfying as the audience hoped it would be since it meant sacrificing Abby. Yeah. Headless, again, another character that's been wasted. 
He has. He has. Because he was terrifying. He was. And then they made him horrible. And then he became a whiny piss baby. Yep. And then just when you thought we'd forgot about him, he comes back and he's just weird. Yeah. They're not even listening. They have never listened to their own rules of magic anyway. They haven't. Anyway. Um, Kids, that's a lesson. If you're listening and you want to be a writer and you want to do something like this show... Write rules for yourself and abide by them by God. It's called world building. It's called world building. It's very important. And it it lends a lot to your universe that you're going to create. Well, you think about it. When you write a character for a story, and this is my method of writing, although I rarely write anymore. You write yourself a character sheet for your character. Yep. Eye color, hair color, certain um, distinguishing... Attributes you know how you know scars this tattoo and you have it all listed out you do the same thing with your world yep the sky is green the grass is blue yep um of course i'm going off book but you know what i'm saying and if you're gonna have a system of magic then create rules and stay within those rules they never did that it was so freaking confusing and they can be ambiguous rules like Mm -hmm. they don't have to be set so much in stone that you that you lock yourself in but by god you've got to abide by something i agree yeah. Just whatever bullshit yeah. you pull out of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you get a really bad story. Because that loose. was one of the things we bitched about so much in season two. So much. All right. Uh, Daniel. I was hoping that Abby was going to find out what an asshole this guy has been. Also, the writers have tried to convince us in the last couple of episodes that Daniel and Abby were meant to be a couple. Yeah. Couple. Couple? Couple. Yeah. Instead of Ica Abby. They didn't show him reacting. They didn't show them reacting to Abby's death. Yeah. What the hell? Was he even in this episode? He was in it for like a hot minute when they were, and I think I think Jasmine mentioned this. They were going to watch the Weather Channel for them. Yeah, uh, Ezra Mills. If Abby and Jenny's father was connected to Corbin and privy to so much valuable information that should have been introduced earlier in season, not the last episode. Again, bad story writing. Yeah. Uh, are we really supposed to believe that transferring Abby's spirit into another witness, even a blood relation, is going to create the same dynamic with Ichabod? I believe the showrunner, one of the producers, have already said it will not be an existing character, so they're going to introduce someone else, which the audience does not have an emotional connection with already. What? Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, and, you know, if they do get a season four, which I kind of, in a sick way, want them to get just to see how fucked up they, they made things. Season three was so fucked up already. But just, for, I, I kind of want them to see what they, reap what they sowed. To see that they don't have a fan base anymore. But if they end up making it another woman of color, God, doesn't that just, like, like we think you're interchangeable. Yeah. Like, isn't that horrible? That would be terrible. And that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, so we go on. Uh, Ichabod is going to work with the government. So are they going to take everything about the show that was fun and unique and turn it into another crime procedural like Bones or NCIS? No, thanks. We didn't want that. That's why we watched Sleepy Hollow. That's why we stopped watching Bones. Yep. Finally, Ick Abby. The powers that be at Sleepy Hollow and or Fox just refused to acknowledge that this relationship was the core reason for the show's popularity. The fact that the fans stuck with the show after season two was because of the chemistry between Abby and Ichabod and Tom and Nicole. Yep. And obviously misguided hope that this relationship would finally come to fruition. That and the writers and producers totally ignored this and tried to shove Daniel slash Abby, Ichabod slash Betsy, and Ichabod slash Zoe down our throats just proved that they have absolutely no respect for the fans. The least that they could have done was allow the characters to express how they really felt about each other and maybe finally, and maybe a final kiss, but again, no respect for the fans. Yeah. Uh, thank you for allowing me to express my feelings about a show which I once loved. I wish Nicole Bahari 
Am I saying that right? I don't know if it's Bahari or Bahari. Mm. The best in all her future endeavors would love to see her in forthcoming Black Panther movie or Shonda? Shonda Rhimes. Shonda Rhimes. Okay. Yeah. If she, man, if she, if she uh, got on a Shonda vehicle, that'd be awesome. But I have no interest in watching another season of Sleepy Hollow. She's not a part of it. I also wish the best for Tom, Lindy, and Jessica, even if they continue with the show. Thank you again, and looking forward to listening to this week's podcast. Let me see if she added anything to the... Yeah, no, I don't... pretty much the same. I don't blame any of the other actors. No, and I have not seen anybody blaming or being mad at Tom. Tom. And I feel bad for Tom. I do, too, because this is not this his fault. This is not fault. his fault. He did not do this. Yeah. Um, Joe took a moment to write us a real quick email. Um, the subject is, I failed to see how this is a party. Yeah. I thought that was appropriate, and I get that reference. I, I understand that reference. He says, ladies, I owe you another email. Unfortunately, I do not feel like writing it right now. Did I just give my life savings to Bernie Madoff? <laughs> Usually when someone waves goodbye, they use their whole hand and not just their middle finger. When you read a statement from one of the showrunners that said, sleepy... That, that Sleepy Hollow fans will get everything they want. I'm pretty sure he was lying. I wonder if Houdini felt this way after taking a sucker punch to the gut. <laughs> How many ways can I say that my favorite current TV show just handed me the biggest disappointment in my TV watching life? Three years invested that I am never getting back. At least now we know why Nicole and Tom did not attend the conventions. They would not have been able to convincingly lie to the fans. Yeah. Um, Nicole's been done for a while, too. So they may as well have had the horseman take Ichabod's head. That would have been the only thing that made any sense. Um, Joe, you don't owe us anything. Although we would still love to hear from you. We just like you, Joe. You're awesome. We do. And we will miss hearing from you. So you should write to us anyway. Um, but no, he. Does, I don't think he owes us. You don't no, owe us anything. No. But we will read anything you send us. Absolutely. Because we're like that. Uh, this is from Jasmine. This is pretty long. Yeah. This has a timeline Jasmine involved. had a lot of feelings, as as many of us did. Uh, she writes, you guys, I am so upset right now. My favorite character is dead. She died today. Abby Mills is dead. This episode just messed me up. I have never been attached to a show this much, but this character, Abby Mills, uh, Nicole Bahari, as Abby Mills. This is just so upsetting. These writers killed Abby Mills and not just killed her, but killed her in such a disrespectful way. Yeah. The fact that they made Abby's sole purpose for being in this war a fucking guide that helps Ichabod acclimate to present time. What the hell was that? That was so disrespectful to the lead character. You made Abby Mills' purpose a fucking stereotypical magical Negro trope that helps Crane. Fuck Crane. She was her own goddamn character, not a prop for Crane. She had her own story. She was a hero too. They completely obliterated her previous season's canon. They reduced her character from an equal witness to someone who helps fucking Crane in his destiny, literally making her say, my job is to carry you forward. Oh, was that had to stick. Disgusting. That, Fuck the burb that wrote this episode. Um, <clears throat> well, you said it right there. Fuck the bird that wrote this episode. Yep. It took me a second to catch that. <laughs> Some hours later. <laughs> this episode... I was so excited for this episode. What a joke. What a load of crap. What a bunch of lazy ass writers. What a cluster of complete and utter bullshit. I felt like this episode didn't even answer any questions and it was rushed. Just a mess. It just felt like the writers were like, oh no, this is the last episode we have to use. Nicole, let's write some shit and hope the fans will want a season four. Dumb ass bird. And I feel some type of way about... I feel... I think she means same type of way. 
some type of way about how the writers originally decided to write her out in the mid-season finale, but then chickened out and wrote her back in. It feels like they used her because they knew what a, that a majority of the fans loved Abby slash Nicole and wouldn't watch the show without her. So to keep ratings where they were, probably trying to get a season four, they wrote her back in and killed her off at the end of the season. What even happened this episode? Bullshit is what happened. Ichabod carried Abby and I can't even enjoy it. What the hell was the Hidden One's purpose on this show? We waited all this time for him to gain his full power and nothing. He didn't get to do shit. There was no epic God versus Witness battle, not even a God versus Pandora battle. His death was anticlimactic as hell. A freaking bullet. Are you kidding me? Epic fail. I've heard a lot of that. Yeah. People talking about how his death was very, very anticlimactic. Yeah. She goes on and says, I really cringed at headless hacking at Pandora. It makes me really uncomfortable seeing that happen to a woman, just like Kindred butchering that innocent girl. Also, the sucky writers had Abby sacrifice herself again. Can your brains not generate anything new? Apparently not. Abby doesn't even get the dignity of knowing that Danny had been keeping tabs on her. So much disrespect. What was the point of Daniel watching Abby? Why wasn't he watching Ichabod if they knew they were going to kill Abby? The bloodline mess is crap. This multiple witness mess is crap. Just a lazy way to write Nicole off the show and ignore your previously established canon about two witnesses. And if the writers really think they can just transfer Abby's eternal soul to someone else and they are truly a bunch of disrespectful idiots, Nicole is Abby Mills and Abby's soul is a part of Abby Mills, not whatever wannabe witness you want to replace her with. Another thing that really upsets me is that this felt like wait is that it felt like this pretty ass bird just slapped Ica Abbey shippers in the face wouldn't even give the Icky Abbey shippers a crumb not one you knew Nicole wanted to leave so you, so you an- wanted to leave you ample time to build Icky Abbey up and give Icky Abbey shippers what they wanted before she left but no and they you, have been building it up you bait shippers with some romantic tropes between Ichabod and Abby and then fucking kill her off no I love you no kiss no amorous hug nothing also, these writers are so fucking petty to have nearly all of the other characters say that Ichabod loves Abby, but not have him say it himself. Not when he finds out she really is dead, not even at her fucking freaking grave. This is a freaking grave. Uh, I wish nothing but the best for all the remaining actors and actresses, but the show is dead to me. Yeah. Some more hours later. <laughs> and to all the people saying Abby had to be killed off because Nicole wanted to leave, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> She's saying exactly what I'm feeling here. Exactly. She didn't have to die. There are plenty of other ways they could have written her character out, but these writers decided to be lazy and disrespectful. How much better would it have been if Abby got trapped inside the box of Pandora in her rage to kill her abusive husband instead of sacrificing herself again? She gains the Hidden One's power while she was in the box and becomes a goddess. Everything else happens, and once the box blew up again, she would be free again, but she could not stay in the human world. She tells everyone that she has to leave and go wherever gods and goddesses live. We have heartfelt scenes of the team taking, of the team saying they will miss her, but she says she will always be with them and have their backs. And she would be a freaking goddess that helps her team from another world. How glorious would that have been? Oh my God, this makes me so mad because these shitty writers have no respect for Nicole or her character. Ugh, fuck these writers. One day later. So I have calmed down somewhat from yesterday and wow, just wow. Have you seen this? And she points me to a... um, tumblr post and she says i'm so happy for her so i'm going to open this link in theory uh and it is she apparently tweeted oh this is from january though is that where i saw it is that the list like the nicole tweets 
and then Nicole Instagram posts. Uh, I was actually, I've been trying to find this for like 10 minutes and I thought, I was like, it was on Tumblr and didn't I reblog it or like it or whatever? No. Okay. That's where I got it. All right. Good. Yay. Uh, first one says this is from January 18th. Today I'm taking a close look at myself and justices I've accepted, silence I've adopted, how my creative and scientific mind directs my energies. And then February 11th, this is today's a good day. And I don't know what these are. Instagram posts. Is that what they Okay, because yeah. there's nothing on it that points me to Nicole. Yeah, yeah. It says, unfuck yourself. Be who you were before all the stuff that happened that dimmed your fucking shine. Don't fear failure. Fear being in the same exact place next year as you are today. I can tell a lot about a person about what they choose to see in me. So, okay, so you saw it. Yes. Okay. Uh, some more ho. Shut up. Uh... Some more. I bet. I think she was starting with some more hours later. Yeah. Uh, so she sends another Tumblr post that I'm opening. No, you can't have any of my wine. Go away. Uh, this is from gotsteph.tumblr.com. One of the many things that bothers me the most about Nicole slash Abby's exit. Uh, okay, this is a lot, and we've got a lot more feedback to get through. I will put a link to this in the show notes. I'll put links to all this in the show notes. Yeah. It's just we. We need to get through all the feedback, I promise. Yeah. Um, she goes on, now I'm crying again because I've just seen a post about how Abby was supposed to finish out Grace Dixon's journal. Damn it, Abby was supposed to go the furthest of any of them. She was meant to win the fucking war. Yeah. These writers suck ass. This just makes me so mad at every single person who made Nicole feel like she had to leave the show. But I'm happy that she no longer has to deal with the crap. Whoever they are, I'm just going to miss Nicole as Abby Mills. Yeah. Um, and here's a nice uh, list of fuck yous. Okay. Uh, Sleepy Hollow writers and showrunners. Edit. Fox can be added too. Fuck you for not respecting Nicole. For not promoting Nicole like a lead. For not treating Nicole like a lead. For making her want to leave. For not for not trying to make her feel comfortable. For not treating her character with respect. For turning Abby into a plot device. For killing Abby off like you did. For butchering your original premise of the two equal witnesses. For ruining Sleepy Hollow. Uh, let me stop now because I don't want to cry over the last potential of this fucking show anymore. And, okay, she uh, she ends with, it was fun listening to you ladies on this podcast, and I'll most likely keep listening to you on your random movies podcast, as I don't watch any of the other shows. Maybe the Marvel movies, too, but I don't really watch those either. Uh, I've seen some of them, I'm not that deep into it. Side note, I don't know if you got those SpongeBob references or not. I did. Don't mind them just trying to cheer myself up. Yes, Four hours later. Four hours later. It's been 84 years. Yep. So... Okay, that was Jasmine. Where am I at? Okay, I think that just leaves one. Tony. Tony. Tony, we actually, like, we were watching this, and we were texting each other. We were like, oh, poor Tony. This Tony's is Tony's going to be so... So pit. And I go back to all of Tony's theories and all of Tony's, like, really cool ideas, and... They were so much better than what the writers I gave know. us. So I much better. I gotta sip some tea here. Okay. That was hot. I shouldn't do that. Because you're getting con crud, aren't you? I have, yeah. I have officially have con crud from last weekend. It's great. Yep. Tell your friends. Um, con crud is when you go and you're around 600 people from other parts of the country and they bring you their, their germs. And you all are kind of like running on no sleep and your immune systems are kind of like, what the fuck? Even though I dosed with vitamin C for two weeks. Yes. And great. while we were there. 
So Tony has a lot of feels. So many. As as she does. Oh, I apologize. I just leaned on my. I'm sorry. Apparently, your cat has a lot of feelings too. I touched her tail. <sighs> I know. I know. You're um, not allowed to do that. I would like to encourage Tony to write a fix it fic. Absolutely. A fix it fic is when you ignore canon. the end of a show, mm-hmm. the canon, and you write the ending it deserved. Yeah. I would like for Tony to do. I that. actually like Friday night. I was like. Why is it too soon for there to be fix it fic on AO3? Like, I, it's um, like I need like some, I need some closure here, people, and I need some good closure. Tony, if you're not aware, there's a website called Archive of Our Own, or also colloquially colloquially known as AO3. Yes, but the web it's uh, Archive of Our Own. Is it .org? If you Google AO3, you'll get it. Okay, um, it is a website where people post fan fiction and other people read it, mm-hmm. and I encourage you to go on there and. Because some of your right. ideas have been amazed balls. I love your ideas. I like your ideas so much better than what they did. Yeah. Um, we got four pages here, so. All right. She starts off She starts off pretty mild, I think. Okay. I think she was in shock. Yeah. Because uh, this was Friday night. Yeah. So let me first start off with the fact that I didn't have high expectations for tonight's piece of trash. <laughs> Every single last one of them I'm calling out. First, okay, maybe it's not as mild as I remembered. Uh, first off, you son of a bitch, Clifton Campbell, completely lied to the audience about how the shippers would be happy. Nope, you appeased the, f- nope, you appeased the fans, but you really went out of your way to constantly insult the African Americans who were not only loyal to the show and wanted better for Nicole, but wanted to see her find her place with Crane. You treated her exactly how you've always treated her, which is a mammy to every fucking character on this sorry ass show. Yes, some people thought some of us who accused the show of racist tactics, somehow it all went wrong that the show couldn't possibly be racist. Why? Because they hired a woman of color to play the lead. And how did they treat her exactly? Like their own personal slave. She was their moneymaker. They make me sick. I bet they're sitting back having a nice laugh over how they screwed over the Ica Abbey fans. I have never in my life seen a show try so hard ducking and swerving at every turn to avoid an interracial relationship. And please spare me this garbage about Joanie being interracial. That was a middle finger to Icky Abbey fans in a here's your interracial romance, but it's the kind that white America won't have a problem with, so just shut up already and accept it. This was their attitude towards Icky Abbey fans. Fucking Fox and their racist ways, and we all know we all knew they couldn't let go of. They used diversity to draw in viewers back in season one, and then all of a sudden became whiteout conditions. It's funny how they use the Native Americans to swerve their own um, ignorant thoughts and how they view them. Notice how they never came back, even though there were those who wanted to see Big Ash on the show again, as well as Seamus. I would love to have seen Seamus come back. That would have been awesome. Up next, we have Raven Metzner with his sorry ass. He was definitely one of those who was adamant on not wanting to see Ica Ab and Abby together. Oh, but he loves himself some Lindy Greenwood. I heard him at one of the Comic Cons on another podcast ranting and raving about how hot she is and how he couldn't wait to see her dressed up with her hair down. Which, her hair was down in the last scene. And she uh, had makeup on. What? Well, she was going to do nice things, I guess. Uh, what about Nicole? We never saw her dressed up. Shernord Edwards is another one who played along with this racist behavior, and she's African-American. This was her back in December 2015 on LA Radio? Yeah. Okay. Talking about how fans are only seeing what they want to see, and I thought, bitch, please, not you too. She's a sellout and have zero respect for African-Americans who play the game just for the almighty dollar. She, uh, Tony goes on to accuse Lindy of talking trash about Ikebe every chance she got. I don't know about that. 
Yeah, um, I don't know about any of that. I, I mean, I don't know. I would like to think that that's not the case, but I have no. Tony usually has good sources. Tony tends to like read more about it than we do. That's true. It's funny that somehow an interview with her and it would pop up every time the fans would see Abby getting closer. She was Fox's little sh- soldier. Uh, always there to throw shade when I guess the show somehow thought fans were too eager over the possibility of Ike Abby becoming canon. She too is a sellout. I believe it was Dana Walden who said that they would give the fans something they were happy with and this was it. Are you kidding me? When I heard this morning that the show ends in a nice way, I thought this doesn't sound exciting at all. They would rather kill the show than see someone who looks like Nicole paired with Tom. They gave the racist fans exactly what they wanted. Other podcasts that cover the show kept saying Ike Abby would never be in game and they were right. I said they would never put them together because Fox is a racist network. Look at that garbage they continue to promote like Fox and Friends. Uh, by the way, for those of you who don't get it and somehow think this network isn't racist because some of the Empire show think again, the show is predominantly African-American with both leads being African-American as well. Therefore, they're not stepping out of bounds but staying in their own lane. Even though the oldest son's wife is Caucasian, this is rarely seen as problematic. But this has to do with how the black man is viewed, which is the over-sexualized beast. Uh, this is not something to be revered, but is more of an insult. Point is, they have plenty of black men on TV in relationships with white women. Unfortunately, America seems to have an unhealthy view of the African-American woman. This show will go down in TV history as the show that could have been great, but racism trumps all. This is what Nicole was for three lousy-ass seasons. Mammy DeCrane and his wife, the typical black person who sacrifices themselves for white characters. She clothed him, fed him, gave him shelter. Do you know how closely this relates to the black woman as the maid to the white family? And when you look at it like that, because we, we, I know we've joked about it a lot, um, that he just never had a job and she seems to just magically support him. Like when you look at it like that, it's, it's not fucking funny anymore. No, it's really not. Um... Who takes care of them, even going so far as being a parent to the children, all the while never, ever getting the respect as a human being? I could write more, and I might. Good luck, Nicole, and I guess Tom, unless he's sticking around. Uh, fuck you, Fox, you Trump supporting. Trump supporting. Oh, Trump supporting. Motherfuckers. There was no caps in there, so I was confused. <laughs> uh, Trump, as in Donald Trump. I got uh-huh. it. Okay, sorry. Uh, by the way, looks like I was right. They want Tom Meissen with someone light or white. Um, don't worry, Linda, you don't. I don't if they pair him up with Lindy I'll just be angry yeah I'd be super angry all right that's page one of course I'm super angry anyway yeah uh all right I gotta take a sip I I think it's the wine that got us in this condition in the first place um okay because we were like guess who's not gonna cast this sober us not happening because this is we we put this off for an extra two hours we did because we did not want to do we went and watched another movie (laughs) um after last year's midwinter finale someone on twitter has suggested to shernoid edwards that it would be great to see more tom meissen with lindy grinwood her response was happy faces and they might get their wish i saw this and said there's some shadiness going on here before the start of the season three the writer's insulted both female characters of color by introducing betsy ross as the one to bring sexy edge to the show um and i'm going to insert some commentary here but the one time they showed abby as being sexy a lot of people got pissed off about that too because they were sexualizing a, a black female character but if people are pissed off that ross was being the one to bring a sexy edge to the show yeah are we just not allowed to have a sexy edge to the show? I'm asking in earnest. I'm not. I'm asking the question I, that needs okay. to be asked. And and I I don't know. 
I can't speak for other people, but I will say maybe in this context, they didn't want any. Because you know how you and I and look. And that's fine. Because you know how you and I I'm look, look at understand. a show? Like, uh-huh. I'm happy when they don't oversex May, when they don't oversex Sky on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's true. I'm or, really happy. Or that, Peggy on Agent Carter. Or Peggy or, yeah. So, like, in this kind of genre show, like, I don't, I don't have time for that shit. But still, she can be a character. She can be a sexual character in that she can be loved as a woman without like being, being overly like, sexualized. Okay. And Betsy Ross, you. I think it was just like, look at my titties. Well, as she's referred to as Butsy, <laughs> Bust- Busty, Bust- Busty. Okay, Busty Ross, which is the greatest burn ever. I'm the problem is is I'm I'm trying to read and I'm having issues processing what it is that I'm reading. Yeah, this is a lot of text. Yeah. So, okay, I just wanted to ask the question that I think needed to be asked. Yes. Okay, back to the email. Uh, Fans of both women took to social media voicing their outrage. Most of us read that and were like, what the hell are these people's problems on the show that you insult both Lindy and Nicole? But especially Nicole saying that she is the lead and gorgeous as she is, they did everything they could to keep from dressing her up. It would have been nice to have had like a formal event that she had to attend. And it's a trope. Like it's a tropity trope to have like some kind of a like like some kind of an event where you have to dress up and the male lead is like, damn, like that would have been fun and not in a sexy way, but just in a well, wow, like, I'm not used to seeing you like this kind it, of a way. The, the dinner he took Katrina to, yes, something like that. Yes, yes, it is tropey, but it still would have been. Well, nice you know, I I like stupid Maybe tropes. Else, but how else do you get a character to dress up in a show? Exactly. Like this? I like stupid tropes. I like married for a case. I like sharing a bed for a case. I like coffee shop AUs. Coffee shop. I'm I'm a pretty trope. Like this you, whole show was kind of a coffee shop AU if you think about it with all the coffee she drank. Yeah. Like if if you write it well enough, like I'm with you. Yeah. Anyway. This was not written well enough. No, it was not. Uh Mm-hmm. Okay, what a joke, still not racist. Huh? All the excuses for her character not having a romance. Here's Mark Gofton's. Well, she's all about her career. She's a witness. Crane is married. It's nice to see a female character as strong as Abby Mills. The show is not about romance. Abby is complex in her feelings. She has other support systems like her sister, so we'll focus on that. We're doing a slow burn. Abby and Crane are really platonic, more like you want them to be. And oh. lastly, Abby doesn't need men to define her. That's a lot of excuses, and they were all comments made by Metzer. Ice Cove, Mark Goffman, and Lindy Greenwood is a lot of bullshit going on behind the scenes in paragraph. Okay, so a show doesn't have to be about romance for the leads to find romance. Like, it doesn't, like, if they get together, it it doesn't automatically make it some bodice ripper. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that there's anything ripper. wrong with that, but that doesn't necessarily. I like a good bodice ripper. Yeah. But that's a whole other genre of, of, yeah. of like, shows. Like, giving them romance doesn't make it a romance. No. So I think that's short-sighted and, and I'm sorry, wasn't she, um, they said that she didn't need to be defined by a man. Isn't that exactly what they fucking did? Exactly. It is. And that was this real slap. When they said that line, I was like, oh. I like, I like physically sat back and like withdrew as far from the TV as I could get. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and that wasn't even one of those things where you think about later and you're like, wow, that was problematic. That was immediate. Mm-hmm. I had an immediate reaction to it. I was like, oh, shit, they didn't just say that. But they did. Yeah. Because they're stupid. Yeah. They're they're scared of horses. They're so scared of horses. Uh, all right. 
moving on. Uh, I told you I had several theories regarding Sophie, but also said the show had better have a solid reason having her on the show because she acts too much like Abby. If she wasn't their child, they better not have her on there to quote-unquote trade up for what they find appealing, and that, my friend, is fair skin. As a matter of fact, they've always been blatant about it. Why do you think fans side-eyed the show the first photos for the back half had Sophie next to Crane? Also remember in the episode The Art of War how they had her frisk crane and there was that weird spark well a lot of people noticed and obviously the show wanted us to they were accused of bringing her in as a permanent replacement for abby mills of course they swore up and down that it wasn't true that's why fans couldn't shake the feeling that something wasn't right their fears turned out to be true i heard back in season one they had plans to kill the abby mills character what i don't remember that they dumb Um, yeah they were not not the fans the show yeah the fans not the fans uh, but the fans loved her so much that it didn't end up happening. These people are so ass backwards in their thinking that they are shocked to see a woman of color gain so much support and admiration. The other issue that was foul in the season finale is everyone else pointing out Crane's love for Abby and how convenient of the writers to make sure Crane never says it to her himself. I'm thoroughly disgusted in the poor treatment of character Abby Mills and the brilliant actress who portrayed her beautifully on screen. From what is being said online, she hasn't been happy with the show. Why am I not surprised? They didn't flesh out her character enough. She was called out of the show for not inviting her to doing the commentary back in season two. It wasn't until word spread that they made it happen after all. Hey, Orlando was there for two seasons, but no commentary. I smelled a rat with Dana Walden when she was all but tripping over herself with we really wanted Orlando to stay. We were hoping things would work out. That called mm. bullshit on that from the get-go. And we found out that was bullshit later. He called them on the carpet about their bigoted behavior and they didn't like it. He was also a huge supporter of Ica Abbey and it sounds like they weren't too fond of that. He was also a huge supporter of the um, Frank and uh, Ichabod ship too. I don't even. He was. Remember. You don't. Do you remember that? No, I don't even remember what what the what their ship name was. But yes, he was. He was like asking when he first he was for like, fic wrecks he was and like, stuff. Write me some fic wreck and give me some some Frank and Ichabod. Yeah, give me some Frank and Ichabod. Yeah, I'm like where was that? Yeah, and that, and that's the thing about like um, what some of some of the articles I've been reading, um, because uh, Kim has been doing a great job of linking us to articles. Um, he was so savvy with with the interwebs and with the fandom he was really so the f- social media he was really the fandom the the conduit between us and the show free advertisement man. and when he left we lost that any look at any show that has an actor from the show that regularly interacts with the fans on so many different platforms too supernatural does it mm-hmm. they have a huge following online and they talk to us yeah um from Eric Kripke, mm-hmm. who is the creator, who is now a consultant, to Jared and Jensen and Misha and most of the people who are most on that show. Most of the show. writers. And that show has the lowest rating of the CW. And you know what? It just got renewed for its 12th season. Yep. Well, and you know, we've talked about I'm just about making th- a face. We've talked about <laughs> this before. It's not... I'm not saying everything has to be fan service because I do understand that there are creative people. Like I look at Sherlock's a good, a good example. <laughs> they're going to do it better than I could think they're going to do it. Yeah. Um. So, but there is such a thing as also not being like giving a big fuck you to your fan base. That's true. So, because you've got to find that fine line between the creativeness of the show in and of itself and hanging on to your fans. Yeah. Because if, because oh we don't want to just give the fans what they want. Well, if you don't Why give the, the fans what not? they if you don't give the fans what they want, they're not going to watch your show. Yeah. 
As evidenced by this, like, I have seen so many people that were like, all right, I don't fucking care if they get season four. I ain't watching it. Well, there were people who didn't care that they got season three. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, had I known all this shit was going down, I would not have. I know. Season three. We would not have broken our necks to get seasons one and two podcasted. Yeah, we killed ourselves this summer to get caught up. Four episodes a week. Yes. We were podcasting four episodes a week. It was a nightmare. Anyway. Uh back to the email uh awkward interviews with mark goffman and heather cadden cadden acting like babysitters between tom and nicole go back and watch the awkwardness nicole is timid and tom seems somewhat agitated he always did seem agitated in interviews yeah um but he but he'd he gets through the interviews i also think it's possible that tom's wife had a problem with their chemistry and let's face it who wouldn't have you seen those two around one another? The chemistry is palatable. Tom They're gazes. Precious. Tom gazes uh, a lot. Gazes at Nicole a lot, and that's not acting. I gaze at Nicole a lot too. That's true. I do too. She's gorgeousness and fabulous and warm and beauty and everything good. I love Nicole. I think she's amazing. Notice how he plays with his beard a lot in their interviews together. Uh, Clifton has his excuses about how they wanted to give fans what they wanted in Ica Abbey, but learning more about what the characters were about, we decided to have it come full circle in this way. Kiss my ass. All right. Uh, next email. All right. It's almost 2 a.m. in the morning, and I'm reading review after review, and I must say that Fox is really fucked up big time. Super. They need to be clear on what is they're doing. Nicole is still talking about what the show has in store for them come next season. Clifton Campbell keeps saying Abby is dead, and so does Nicole. If this is their vision of reincarnation, they suck at it. After all, some of us have given that theory have given that theory more times than we can count. So is Nicole coming back reincarnated? Because that's what it sounds like. And if you recall, I had said that what if Abby is like the phoenix and she comes back as a goddess? I was right along that Abby was the power, and that's why her mom kept singing that song, You Are My Sunshine. Remember, I had also pointed out that when Pandora showed up in the catacomb, she says to Abby, bring us the eye witness, and she puts emphasis on the eye. So anyways, I guess Nicole will be back next season, just different. Nicole is not coming back. I don't think so. No, Nicole is not coming back at all. Uh, good luck, because that was a creepy way of, crappy way of telling the audience, oh, by the way, the actress isn't leaving, just her character. Most people have been left scratching their heads. Way to go, Clifton Campbell. Clifton said that Ick Abbey would be canon in season four. If they get a season four, way to screw over what little fans you have left. No, I don't think Nicole's coming back. I don't think she is either. I think that was the whole point is that she wanted to leave. Uh, oh, good Lord. Okay. Uh, all right. Next email. Did we just... Is a Twitter notification? Mm, there's another email and notification. Oh, I'll look. Uh, how many times did they come up with reasons to justify not putting the leads together? Obviously, more time than I can count. Titsy, bitsy, busty, Betsy. I love that. Like That's my I favorite. laughed so hard when I saw that. <laughs> Was somehow sexier than the Abbey Mills character. We didn't watch the show for three seasons to watch a man from the 18th century wake up in the 20th century to do what? Become the best of platonic friends with a gorgeous African-American woman. In what way does this make sense to the viewer? So two gorgeous leads with insane chemistry that's so rare to find was just wasted to make them platonic. That's, I think, is what pisses me off the most. Yes. These two characters, not just the characters, these two actors had this great chemistry. Well, and it's the fact that the last 
half of the season or even this whole season, they've been giving us romantic clues. He made her the romantic dinner. He made her the coffee. He made her, she brought him the donut. And She's bringing him the sweets. And wiped the, wiped the crumb. And like, it's been so, if this was, if this was a 30 minute sitcom, this would be the lead up to them finally having that big dramatic Ross and Rachel kiss. And that's, I think what pissed me off even more is that, and even in the final episode, we had like two or three characters look at Ichabod and go, oh my God, you're in love with her. You love her. And we didn't even, even after, because that's, that's what I keep going back to. Nicole wanted to leave the show and that was going to happen regardless. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get Ica Abby and Abby dying. Like even in their last moments where it was like, listen, this is our last time to talk to each other. And we didn't even get it then. We didn't even get either side confessing their love. No, it was all. a slap in the damn face because it, it was, was like it was it was it was what a lot of shows get accused of on the um, on the uh, homosexual side of things. The queer baiting. Oh, don't get me started. So, I mean, it was bait, and it was just really tacky the way it was handled. So you can't tell me that, oh, we really think they're platonic. That's not what the show was telling me. The show was hitting me over the head with how romantic they are. Because you cannot tell me that Dean is not in love with Cass. There you go. I mean, he, uh, uh, hello, have you seen the show? Yeah. It's the only reason I watch the damn show. I know. Actually, uh, it's... (sighs) It's, I can't believe they got renewed for 12th season. But we're going to watch it. I have to. But yeah. I have to. So so hearing all that all that bullshit about, well, we really think they're a platonic relationship. They were never fucking platonic. They were, exactly, exactly. If they had played it that way, okay, fine. I might be able to, I might be unhappy with it, but I would like, all right, well, but they're not. They were playing it romantic this entire time. And it's a, it's an insult to these two actors who were able to generate... Which is not easy to do. That kind of chemistry. That does not just happen. That is so rare. I mean, I would put... Jo- Joanny is an awesome example. There's no chemistry there. None. You no cannot chemistry. just manufacture that. There is no chemistry between... Um, um, Lindy and Zach. Booth and Bones. Yeah. There's no chemistry there. There was never any chemistry between those two characters. No, it was all sass. Which there's something to be said for Sass, but there was never that kind of that same kind of chemistry. No, that's you know that's a Fox show. Yeah, I mean it takes too serious. It's serious business. Serious business, and you just can't find that kind of chemistry because like Benedict and um, Martin Martin Freeman and yeah. Sherlock, they have that kind of chemistry. Yeah, you can't make this shit up. Yeah, where you can see them off set together and you go, oh my god, they're like this. They're really like that all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. you should see them in their off scene, oh off camera, or the off show Fucking interviews nerds. and shit. Just go to YouTube. Yeah. You don't find that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Clint and Natasha. Oh, God. You can't find that kind of chemistry just laying around. Yeah. All right. Anyway. All right. So, uh, I'm so gonna, we're continuing, correct? Yeah. I have to back up a sentence. Uh, so two gorgeous leaves with insane chemistry that's so rare to find was wasted just to make them platonic. Is that why Heather... Is it Kaden? 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 I don't know. Had the sta- only Heather I know is Heather Renier. Mm. That stated they had plans for a slow burn with these two. So what happened, you ask? Well, I think when they had started in season one, it was clear they were going to make them a couple. You don't have a plot line like 
that only to turn around and keep them as friends. But the shenanigans ensued, and they quietly, without explanation, hired a new showrunner. The new showrunner being Mark Goffman, who, by the way, had never written for sci-fi genre, had a reputation not just keeping the leads apart, but chaining them apart as well. From what I heard, there were more female writers in season one than the last two seasons. Somehow, and once again, quietly, these female writers disappeared. It didn't take long before fans noticed the shoddy writing, crappy plot holes, lack of continuity and storylines. Have you listened to our podcast? Yeah. Sidelining or mysteriously finding ways to get rid of the minorities on the show. The show didn't just tie in with season one. No, it didn't. Season one and two were two totally different shows. And you know, like, okay... Mark Goffman is one of my babies because he wrote like 18 episodes of West Wing. And he I never watched West Wing. He ran the writer's room of Studio 60, which is another Aaron Sorkin show that I adored. And I uh, he probably just wasn't suited for the genre. Because Aaron Sorkin was a big asshole with some of his leads. They didn't get together until the fucking seventh season. But and and but to also I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. Um Slow burn. Like, I'm a huge fan of slow burn if it's done right. You if, give me a slow it, burn fic, and you, I'm like, fucking yeah, I'm as there. As long as there's an end to the slow burn. Exactly. And as long as it's a satisfying end, mm-hmm. you can't give me 100,000 words of slow burn and then just have it. And then kill one of the characters off. Yeah. Like, I'm down for slow burn because if they would have just, like, been in episode one and been like, hard eyes at each other, I would have been like, this is stupid. But. To have that build up like we had and not have it resolve mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in a relationship was And like you were saying, so you rude. can have romance in a show without it being a romantic show. Exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, Tony goes on to say, let's face it, some of it was due to laziness from the writers. They refused to use, promote, or prop up the lead characters as a romantic pairing. This only caused more frustrations with the fans, leaving them wondering what was going on behind the scenes. To tell your audience that putting Abby and Crane together would cheapen the relationship is flat out insulting to the fans, but especially the leads. If she were white, this wouldn't have happened, and you know it. So many excuses every time fans demanded more Ica Abby. Sleepy Hollow constantly baited the fans, offering up carrot after carrot with no promise of giving their fans their wish. It's the baiting that pisses people off. I don't give a flying fuck if Ica Abby was on the Sleepy Hollow account. That didn't mean shit, and why some of... Because remember remember we got excited when they used the term Ica Abby on their Twitter? And it got deleted later. Yes, it did. Because I got a screenshot of it. Because you got a screenshot of it and you put it in one of our show notes. And it was gone. Uh, That didn't mean shit and why some thought it meant they were somehow serious making them canon when they at every turn had lame excuses as to why they didn't want to. I knew there wasn't going to be a slow burn romance. You know why? Because Abby and Crane already had that for three seasons. That was called a slow burn that was never going to happen. They were just trying to stave off what could, what would have been inevitable, that being Ica Abby, comparing them to Mulder and Scully when clearly they weren't. This allowed them to put this show off. How, you ask? By telling the audience that somehow a slow burn is supposed to be romantic and that the best couples only work with a slow burn. We had a whole podcast about that. Yeah, we did. Well, that may be true if the couple were white, but oh yeah, we see plenty of white couples on TV already. Yep. They used this strategy in hopes of discouraging Ica Abby shippers. The longer they dragged their feet, they hoped the fans would grow tired and give up. A lot of fans did. Yeah, the they fa- did. But the fans stood firm, and this backed the writers into a corner of having to admit they were screwing the fans over time and time again. So what do they do? They use Lindy Gree as a way to tell the fans it's not happening? I don't understand that. Uh, apparently, Lindy's made comments in the past about how Abby's not going to happen. Okay. 
Uh, sorry, I'm just reading. That's fine. Because the actress playing Jenny Mills always found her way into an interview. Oh, well, if I kept reading. Uh, <laughs> to an interview expressed to anyone who would listen. I apologize. Um, that she didn't want the leads to get... My text is really, really tiny. Yeah. That she didn't want the leads together. What is a secondary character doing weighing in on whether or not the two leads, that being Ica Abby, should be romantic? Yeah, why do you have a secondary character even doing these interviews? Because Tom and Nicole yeah. couldn't do it. And people notice that. Because I think Tony uh, said something to us about them not being at the last con. They weren't. And we were like, I don't know what that means. That means now there was we, trouble. Which to me says Tom isn't going quietly on this either. No. He may still be with the show if there is going to be a season four, but that doesn't mean he had to like it. He still has to have a job. Yeah. Um, but think about how close him but and Nicole again, are. I want to say in all of the emails and all of the tweets and all the social media I've read, nobody is blaming Tom. Yeah. And I think that's cool. Which is awesome because it's not his fault. No, and honestly, I mean, we... Because he's, he's been, he has said before that uh, Crane was in love with her. Exactly. And even even Katia, who played uh, Katrina, even was like, yeah, these two. Um, but I think, I think we also tend to kind of forget, this is their job. Like this was this a, is how they pay their bills. This was a big leap for for Nicole to say, "I want out of this," because mm-hmm. she could have gotten a decently easy paycheck theoretically for a couple more seasons if they would have been around longer. But she stepped back. But Tom may not have that luxury. Tom may be like, "You know what? I probably need to keep my job. <laughs> I don't know what else is going to come down the pike." We don't know what's going on in their personal lives. Exactly. And so I, I'm it's not I'm, for us to make that call. I'm very glad that nobody is is throwing shade at Tom. At least that we've seen. I haven't seen any. Okay, um, da da da. He said that Foxton purposely released this interview just in time to cause skepticism about Ica Abbey, and it worked to some degree. Those who saw it were pissed and said, That's it, we're never getting Ica Abbey or a kiss. They planted that shit on purpose. Something else to point out that was before season three started. Fox says after Crane being gone for nine months, he returns to help Abby along in her journey. I found this troubling from the get go. Do you remember when I raised the question a couple of times of whether or not Abby had died while Crane was gone? Well, it looks like they did tell the story in reverse after all, and he returned to visit and place his flowers at her grave. They mm. lost the respect of the fans last night when they decided that Abby Mills should leave the show as the typical black trope of the sacrificing of oneself for the white character. Arrogant sons, sons and bitches... <laughs> think they're getting a season four who will be watching that garbage too bad certain people wasted their time trying to drum up support for another season they were sending around a petition for fans fans to sign to get another season i wasn't signing shit fox yeah i saw there was a hashtag renew sleepy hollow turned to hashtag cancel sleepy hollow real fast uh and sleepy hollow turned into shady hollow again the shady hollow hashtag yeah because people didn't want to shady hollow got resurrected Mm mm-hmm uh, Fox didn't care to promote the show because they were no longer invested. Why do their job for them? Poor Nicole, gracious as ever in her comments to the fan after last night's shitty finale. She won't say anything, most likely for fear of being blackballed. Yeah. This was a huge middle finger to fans. That if Katrina couldn't, couldn't have him, this black woman sure as hell wasn't going to. Do you think I'm joking? No, Tony, I never thought you were joking. Uh, they wanted to keep this idea that Katrina was Ichabob's first love, but Abby was his one true partner, that somehow their love was different. No, the truth is, is what Tom Meissen has stated. It's all about Abby. He is completely in love with her. Yeah. Tom knew it. Oh, Tom knew. Because Tom has fucking eyes. 
And he knew how he was playing it, and he knew how Nicole was playing it. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me those two have not had long conversations about Ichabod and Abby and how they relate to each other. Mm -hmm. They're fucking actor nerds. You know they have. (laughs) Uh, Almost done. But even in this... This, the show tried to diminish whatever was left as a friendship love, nothing more. They tried to twist the audience view to the way of seeing things, that we need to see them as platonic because they will never ship the couple we, the audience, wanted. That fuck up that was the crossover with Bones and Sleepy Hollow said so much. They had another show ship Ica Abbey. And then by the second hour, we, the audience, got crickets in regard to Ica Abbey from the writers. Like, David Boreanaz was, like, tweeting about... He was like, shipped it. He was like, when are these two getting together? Like, I mean. He wanted to know. He was like, for real, when's this happening? And, you know, honestly, one of the only reasons they probably didn't make him delete that is because of who he is. He's a producer Because at Bones. this point, him and Emily are like running that fucking show. Oh, they've been running that show for years. Yeah. So, I mean, like. Like, since at least season six. Oh, yeah. So, uh, a lot of people were, because, like I said, they had eyes. This is how it was supposed to go. Uh, so mad see. Clifton painted a picture of Ica Abbey together like Booth and Brennan and with a family we wanted the show we wanted to show this as well as point out that Ica Abbey like Booth and Brennan are two sides of the same coin fuck you Clifton this wasn't about Ica Abbey this was uh, you feeding your giant ass ego yeah um <sighs> we got another one while we were recording and um I'm not going to read it all because that is a giant wall of text and sorry Tony um I'm losing my voice as, as it is still. Um, but basically, uh, the title is, What if Nicole isn't leaving but just the character Abby? And it kind of comes down to, what if Ichabod runs into, quote-unquote, Abby, but it's not her, it's the reincarnation? And I don't think they're doing that. I, I really think, think Nicole has back. left the show. No. Because I think this all came about because Nicole was deeply unhappy with how she was being treated, how her character was being treated. Um... So, again, though, Tony, please, like, you have some amazeballs ideas. Please channel that into fic because I want to read it. Write that fic. I want to read it. And send us a link to your posts. Yes. Because we would like to read those. And please on AO3, not FF.net because I like the formatting better on AO3. I don't have a problem with FF, with (sighs) fanfiction.com. I just, my brain, like. I know. I don't have a problem with Plus, it. Plus, I can download it as a Moby and send it to my Kindle and read it there. Like, you know. That's true. Like, literature. Hashtag literature. Um, so, yeah. I just. Uh, I know. This whole thing just makes me sad. I know. It ha- this show had such potential. I. I and we wouldn't have started podcasting it if we didn't love it. If we didn't. Yeah, I know. Season one, we loved the show. Season two, we're like, okay, maybe. we get, Oh, we got new showrunners. Maybe okay, it'll turn okay, back like around. Maybe, yeah. And we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. into the podcast. And you guys are our biggest fan base as far as our podcasts go. Absolutely. So, and we will miss each and every one of you. Yeah. Um, I want to interject some, a tiny bit of humor. Okay. I'm looking at our Google alerts. <laughs> For Sleepy Hollow. Okay. And I'm just going to run down through some of the headlines. All right. Hit me with it. Sleepy Hollow lost any fate fans had left in it. That's from Vulture. Which we several people linked us to that article. Um, Sleepy Hollow producer and cast countdown to Ragnarok. Sleepy Hollow season three finale spoilers. The Horsemen's back in episode 18. For like a hot minute. Sleepy Hollow finale sneak peek. The witnesses learn about Joe's death. Friday final ratings. The Vampire Diaries and Sleepy Hollow adjust down. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. 
Who's Still in the Bubble there, TV Ratings Friday, Sleepy Hollow Finale Rises, Shark Tank, and Blue Bloods Lead. Sleepy Hollow EP talks a witness's death. Sleepy Hollow donates a new scoreboard to Westby. What? Because <laughs> we get alerts for the actual township of Sleepy Hollow. It's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, seriously, was concerned. Why are they donating a scoreboard and who is Westby? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's also a four plus bedroom Sleepy Hollow uh, home uh, for rent. Is that the uh, one on Craigslist? From is, yes, that is the one on Craigslist. Okay, that's still out there because that was out there last weekend. Should anyone uh, be interested in that? Uh, there's a one-bedroom guest house apartment. Right on. Uh, and there's something's going on with something about the Sleepy Hollow Tim Burton thing. I love that movie. So, anyway, I just thought that was all hilarious. Um, and I found another tweet from Black Girl Nerds, who are awesome, by the way. Um, yes. It said, killing off Abby Mills is like killing off Dana Scully. Let that marinate for a second. Hashtag Shady Hollow. It really is. Like, if you think about it in those terms, that's why, again, I, I thank the, the ladies that took the time to email us and let us know about the whole racism side of things because I honestly thought the best of this show. I was like, they seriously couldn't possibly do that. That's This is ridiculous. It's Hollywood and it's 2016. And... So I, I guess I gave people more of a benefit of doubt than they deserved. But when you see something like this, it's really hard to ignore. And I just, I, I think the more people that are aware of it and the more people that are outraged by it and are vocal about it, it's going to get better at some point. It's not right now, but I, I really think that the outcry that has come out of this is ultimately going to be helpful. And don't give up hope. Yeah, I, like it don't. broke my heart when I saw Darla's tweets. Yeah, don't don't give up hope. Yeah, because there are people like, and and I will say like a lot of people have been like, all right, well this just lets Nicole go work for Shonda Rhimes, and I was like totally behind there you that. Go. Yeah, she is the, now free to to pursue other avenues in her career. There are people like Shonda Rhimes that are giving black female voices a chance and black female characters, and they're nuanced and they're. And they're not one-dimensional. And so and I, I feel like there there's stuff going on. Go and support shows like How to Get Away with Murder. And Scandal. And Orphan Black. Yeah. Yeah. Go and support these shows. Exactly. They're, they're good shows. And I have unfortunately not been able to watch any of those shows because I don't have time right now. Yeah. Running six podcasts takes a lot out of you. <laughs> it does. By it the does. way. It does. Um, it takes a lot of time and effort to do the research that we do. Not just Sleepy Hollow, but if you imagine Gotham and Agents of Shield, yeah, on that, top we, of that. that we currently have going on, and then we fit in the the other stuff as it comes in. Comes in. Um, so that kind of brings us into a lot of people have said goodbye. It was fun listening to you. Um, we're gonna do something to replace this. We're not really sure what yet. Um, we're gonna kind of we kind of want to get in on the ground floor of another show, a new show. Um, a new show that that we can get excited about and and watch it along with everybody. Um, so we're gonna keep an eye out on the. I know the upfronts are in May. They're like mid May. Yeah, to try to kind of see what's coming down the pike and see if anything that kind of piques our interest um, that would be fun to podcast. Um, so I mean, we'll update our socials when it become like if we make a choice. Um, but we really do want to pick something else up that's. And we've talked, and we kind of don't want to stay with. We do a lot of Marvel already. Yeah. 
Um, so much Marvel. So we don't necessarily want to do like a Jessica Jones or a Daredevil or something like that. Nah. Um, so we're going to keep an eye out for something cool that would be fun to do. Something new. Yeah, something new. Something new. Something fun. Yeah. But we are definitely done with Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, even if there is a season four, you will not. We will hate, like, I will hate watch the shit out of that. Yeah. So if you want to, like, watch our Twitters if there is a fourth season. Because we do have personal Twitter feeds. Because you're going to get some shade from us. Yeah, yeah. Check our uh, Who Are We page on our website at randomtpodcast.com and get our personal Twitter Social medias and whatnot. Yeah, we're on there. I am, I have a locked account um, for reasons. Um, but if I see your, see that somebody tries to follow me who seems legit, I will totally let you follow me. It's just, yeah. I have to be careful for, um, reasons. other people's for reasons. Other, for, to, I'm, I'm protecting other It's for people. friends. Yeah. Yeah. I'm protecting somebody else. Yeah. Who is more important to me than. Yeah. Many things in this world. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um. I don't because I don't know how to even lock my account. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, anything else you want to cover? Um, I do have one last thing, but I want to close with it. I'm trying to think. Okay. Um, I'm going through my characters in my head. Betsy Ross. It looks like they're going to, they're going to find a way to bring her back still. No. Um, she's horrible and i don't i don't fault nikki reed because i and honestly i don't fault any of the actors in this no they were given shitty material yeah and you know when nikki reed is given the chance to be on a season of a very uh, what is still i would consider a popular show uh, she ain't gonna turn that down no so uh, because i think i think women even in general have fewer choices let alone black women um have even fewer fewer choices so yeah it just kind of but i will say thank god betsy returned to her own fucking time because i was worried that was gonna be its own thing right so yeah all right what do you want to end with i want to end with (gasps) yes i know what you want to end with now i want to end with a poem 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 that uh, Joe sent to us back in mid-February. We were saving it <clears throat> for when it, Abby became canon. And we have been sitting on this for quite some time. And and he told us that we would know which podcast was appropriate. And we wanted to end the podcast with this because we feel like our listeners deserve... This is the ending you yes. deserved. Yes. So I'm going to try and get through this without crying. Okay. I really am. Okay. It's titled One Kiss. Mm. One kiss, awakening, feelings no longer to be hidden, warmth starts deep in the center, love that was meant to be given. One kiss, illumination, a light that comes from within, vision pierces the blackness, a darkness that will not come again. One kiss, anticipation, life is more than a scripted play, the joy of a new dawn awaits, excitement of an unknown day. One kiss, tranquility. Serenity supplants a restless soul, hearts in synchronization, spirits at last become whole. One kiss, revelation. Love is now what it always should be. The essence of two is now one. Us has replaced the singular me. One kiss, realization. A paradise of spiritual bliss. I have found a place in your arms. My life began with one kiss. I did. I got through it, though. Yep. So that's the ending we deserved. Yep. 
again, all of you, if any of you who don't talk to us are writerly, um, link us, like, like, send us an email about your fix it fic at randomtpodcast at gmail.com because I, I, I need fix it fic to help my brain you need cope with this. I do. I need some fluffy shit. I don't mind angst, but I need some fix it. Yeah. It'd be great. Yeah. So. All right. I got nothing left. Literally and figuratively. All right, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. Um, we really appreciate it. Like Janya said, this is this is our highest viewer uh, listenership of all our viewer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They watch of all our cast. That's creepy. Um, and we love you guys. You guys have been the most vocal, probably of any of our um, of any of our uh, listeners. We love you guys. And you can keep you can keep writing e- emailing us. us like that's cool. Keep writing to us. We will we will be reading them. Just saying. Yeah, but we love you guys. We do. We love you. So thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. <laughs>